Hi, and welcome to another episode of Where the White Coats Come Off, a podcast for pre-PAs. We are Beth and Katie, founders of Pre-PA Clinic, and we are here to help you get accepted to PA school. We have years of experience actually working at PA schools, reviewing CASPA applications, choosing who to invite for an interview, interviewing and choosing who to accept. We have the inside scoop of what you need to do to have an outstanding PA school application so you can land interviews and get accepted. Before we dive into today's episode, make sure you go to the show notes and sign up for our free personal statement tutorial happening next week, February 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Your PA school personal statement must stand out for you to get those interview invites. So definitely make the time to sign up for this free live tutorial where we will cover what you should write about, ideas you may not have considered writing about, what to definitely not write about, and lots more. This is happening this upcoming Tuesday, February 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern, and you don't want to miss this huge opportunity to make your PA school application shine. We can't wait to see you there. Now on to today's episode. So if you've ever heard the term ARC PA and have no idea what we're talking about, then you need to listen to this episode. We use this a lot, and we forget sometimes if you're new to PA education or the PA world, you might not understand exactly what the ARC PA is. We get asked all the time, like, what about accreditation? What does provisional mean? What does probation mean? Who decides? How do you go on? How do you come off, right? And all that is via the ARC PA. So I want to give a little bit of background on what that is and why it matters to you as a pre-PA student. So first off, the accreditation for the PA profession actually didn't begin until 1971, right? And so we have changed a lot if you know that it used to not even be a degree right and then it became an undergraduate degree and now all PA programs are required to be a master's degree so with the changing of our education we've also had changing of our accreditation body as well and it was renamed in 1988 hey get this what the original name was the joint review committee for educational programs for the assistant to primary care physician That is such a mouthful, okay? That didn't last long, though. In 1988, it was actually renamed to the Accreditation Review Commission on Education for the Physician Assistant, or ARC-PA for short. So if you hear the acronym ARC-PA, we are just talking about our crediting body, right? So when a school wants to open up a PA school, they can't just open up a PA school. They actually need permission to open a PA school because they want to make sure that they are going to train great PAs, give them the education they promised, give students the education they're paying for, give them the education they need to pass their pants and to become amazing providers, right? And in order to guarantee that's happening for the students, ARC-PA accredits programs saying, yes, we have determined that they are doing everything they need to do to give you a great education, the one you're paying for, the one you expect, and the one that's going to make this career for you. So it really is a safety net for the students. So when you are applying to ARC accredited PA schools, you know that they have met some kind of standard for PA education. It should also be noted that they now actually accredit clinical postgraduate PA programs as well. So if you're doing some kind of postgrad education, now that is accredited by the ARC PA as well. And that happened kind of somewhere in the early 2000s. So if you're applying for a postgraduate fellowship or something like that, then just know that those are accredited as well. So who actually makes up this ARC-PA committee, right? What's comprised of a lot of people, PA educators are part of it, clinicians, physicians, practicing physicians, right? Because we work closely with our supervising physicians, so they have kind of a say in our medical teaching and care, which is, again, why all programs need to have a medical director. There are also representatives from a lot of big medical groups that sit on this committee, right? For example, AAPA the American Academy of Physician Assistants, um, AMA, the American Medical Association, P 
PAEA, the PA Education Association, right, for PA educators. All these people can sit on this committee. They all have delegates that sit on this committee because the whole goal of this is to make sure that PA education stays consistent with what students need to become competent providers that provide high quality care to their patients. And the thing about ARC PA is it doesn't just do this once. So you wanna open up a PA school, you have to prove that you're doing, teaching these things and doing it here and have the simulation and have all this faculty and have all this, right? But it doesn't end there. So the ARC PA continually evaluates programs to make sure that they're staying up with medical literature, right? Medicine changes all the time. Pharmacology changes every year. Practices in medicine change. Standards of care change laws change, diagnostic testing changes. So things change a lot in medicine. So you truly do have to be a lifelong learner as a PA, but also as PA educators, right? If we work at PA schools, we have to make sure that we are teaching you the newest updated material. As guidelines change, we need to make sure the way we're teaching changes. As new drugs come into the market, we need to make sure that we are teaching those medications to our students since our patients will need them. So what the RPA does is it requires all programs to kind of do a continuous self-evaluation, right? So we take a lot of data. So if you're in PA school, you know you have a lot of surveys, right? We take a lot of data because again, we wanna make sure we're serving you best, right? We wanna make sure we're giving you the education you need to be an amazing, competent provider, and also, of course, graduate and pass your pants as well. And so the ARC-PA requires you to submit all these forms and all this report. And again, this is not for you guys, the students, to worry about. This is for your faculty to worry about, but I just wanna let you know that this is kind of where it's coming from. This is why we want you to fill out those surveys. This is why it's really important to check a school's accreditation status, right? So if you've probably seen, like, some schools maybe are on probation or some students are on continued or provisional or, or anything like that, or administrative probation, right? This all comes from the ARC-PA. So they look at all the assessments, all the paperwork, all the stuff that sort of submitted and just make sure that programs are doing what they said they're going to do, what they should do, what they need to do, and the student outcomes are there. So we do base our changes at our programs based on data, right? So if we see, hey, our students are struggling in this particular area, maybe we'll do an extra lab or maybe we'll change the way we teach it or maybe we'll give an extra couple credit hours to that area in order to shore up that weakness, right? And so every program is going to be a little bit different. Every program has a different class style. Every program has a different teaching style. Every program has a different class schedule, right? Not everybody has separate pharmacology class. Sometimes they're integrated into other classes, for example. Now, every program has an anatomy lab. Some have the virtual anatomy lab. So every program is going to be a little different. They have different classes. They call them different things. But they still have to meet these standards, and they still have to prove it with data that what they're doing works. Because if what you're doing is not working, then you need to change that. So the RPA is the committee that's kind of over all of that. So if you ever wonder when we talk about ARCPA, you hear about ARCPA, that is who they are, that is what they do, and they're really there for you guys, for the students, for the pre-PAs, to make sure that the programs that you're applying to and the programs you're attending are going to make you amazing providers in the future. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so excited for your future as a PA student and a PA. We hope this CASPA cycle is going great for you. Our rule is if you aren't landing interviews, there is something that needs to be fixed with your CASPA application. And if you aren't landing a seat, then there's something that needs to be improved with your interview answers. So if you are stuck somewhere in this process, then definitely reach out to us because it is our mission to help you get accepted to PA school. We specialize in all things pre-PA and to make you the most competitive candidate. From CASPA app editing and feedback sessions to mock interviews, we will show you exactly what you need to do to stand out. Keep up the great work, and we can't wait to see what your future holds as a PA.